Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners. And welcome to my lovely co-host, Jennifer. Hello. Jennifer and I today are broadcasting from Atlantic City. I'm just confused why you're calling me Jennifer. Oh, that's true. I don't think you've ever done that. (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Well, we're not really in Atlantic City. Of course, we are... Is anybody in Atlantic City? Quarantined at home. I don't know. It's a good question. I went to Atlantic City. I've been quite a few times in my life. We've been together. Yeah, that's right. My birth, my first birthday together. You, yeah. you, you treated me to a trip to Atlantic City. I did. You did, which meant you put it on your credit card, which means I'm paying it off now. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't have but, money for that. Yeah, but you were like, <laughs> anything you want. <laughs> You're quite the big spender on your credit card. As I recall. I guess I must have just known that we would get married and you would just pay for it eventually. Yeah, I guess so. It was a good time, though. We have good pictures from it still. I still Mm -hmm. have them on my Facebook account. Well, I have a couple fun facts before we get into the show. All right, go for it. I'm finally getting through all my updated in-mail from my Google alerts. So there was a couple decent things that I've read lately, and there were some fun facts that I'll read before we get into this. Quite a few of them about Barney and Neil Patrick Harris. I forget which one of those media sites that I got it off of, but it was you know either Screen Rant or there's another one that does a lot of updates on How I Met Your Mother. Not updates, but sort of, like I said, the How I Met Your Mother beat writers. Um, there's another site called What Culture. But the one that had stuff on Barney and Neil Patrick Harris, I expected not to learn anything because, of course, I've read his memoirs. But a couple of things I didn't know was Barney came from a character who was a heroin peddler in L.A. Confidential, the book, not the movie. Hmm. I did not know that. How so? I don't know. <laughs> didn't go into a lot of detail, but it was just something that one of the writers had mentioned. Hmm. That they, that's where they got the name from. Oh, the name. I thought you meant the character. No. Itself. Or himself. Glad we cleared that up. Yeah, I was very confused how Barney was reflective of a heroin dealer. But. I think this I, this fact I did know, I've never said it on our show, but when Barney, I'm sorry, when Neil Patrick Harris auditioned for the role, he played laser tag during his audition. He <laughs> pantomimed laser tag. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. Barney wasn't based on a real person, but Carter Bays is Ted. So Ted's based on Carter Bays. Mm-hmm. And Marshall and Lily, Marshall's Craig Thomas. Lily, I guess, was Craig Thomas's college sweetheart, and I think you said it was his wife. Yeah, they got married. So I wonder if, because it just referred to him as college sweetheart, but maybe that means she who became his wife also. Mm-hmm. Um, on the set, Neil Patrick Harris drank a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> so that was not Sounds just a beat on his character, but also a beat on the person. Like, to get into character, or that's just, like, who he was? That's just who he was. Ah, okay. I think he wanted to be alert and up and have wings, if you would. There's only 18 scenes on the show where he was not in a suit. We could go through those, but I think, like, there's, like, five scenes from this show and right. four scenes from that show. So, I, you know, I don't know if it's worth going through it. Nah, I, I don't think it's that interesting. He, he doesn't wear suits to a funeral. We'll find mm-hmm. that out pretty soon. In the Super Bowl yeah. episode. He's sick once. He's depressed once. It's where he's trying to pick up the girl that doesn't like guys in suits. Right. Here's a fun one for all you 
Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul fans. Bob, on the second season of Breaking Bad, Bob Odenkirk had done three episodes, and he was going to do his fourth, but he already had a commitment to shoot on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, funny. Because of that commitment, they needed someone to pass on information to characters, and without Bob Odenkirk to do it, they needed another character to step in. So they created the character of Mike Ehrmantraut. What? They created Mike solely because Bob Odenkirk wasn't around? That is correct. That is insane. And I forget his name, but the guy who plays Mike Ehrmantraut has credited that as well. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, Jonathan Banks has said that as well. But you just blew my mind. Did I blow your mind hole? You blew my mind hole. So we're big Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul fans here. So just like there really wouldn't be a Better Call Saul or, you know, wouldn't exist in the same way without Mike Ehrmantraut. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Like, really, I'm, I'm like shook. I might need to take a break and really process this whole development. <laughs> I need to fact check you. I don't know if I believe you. Go ahead and fact check me. I dare you. <laughs> Is that all your fun facts? You know, what was the second one I mentioned? What Culture, that website, they did their season rankings. Oh, yeah. And I found those actually fairly interesting, but I'll save it for another podcast. I don't know. I still think we would probably get some extra traffic to our site if you put some of your rankings and thoughts into blog posts, if these sites are getting traffic around it. Well, these sites are like entire media sites that have, you know, that put out probably like 20 articles a day. We're not, well, we're, we're not, not we're not in that, that media space. But I've read some of them. You could write much better than <laughs> some of those. Okay. To be considered, but I probably don't have the time to do it. Well, I can't believe you left out the most exciting part of our week. Our wedding anniversary. That was two weeks ago. Oh, God. Are you referring to Mother's Day? I wasn't, actually, but yeah, that was good, too. Um, I was actually referring to the Robin Sparkles Let's Go to the Mall update. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. I, I should have wrote that down. That, I'll let you describe it. <laughs> so it's Kobe Smulders at a piano, um, you know, accompanying herself with updated Let's Go to the Mall lyrics, you know, just reflecting, you know, everybody having to stay at home, so they can't go to the mall. It's cute, I guess. Um, I was impressed that she played the piano herself through it. <laughs> um, so I think it was posted on Instagram, but in her caption she had said, like, you know, thank you to, you know, whoever who wrote the piano music and then rewrote it to make it easier. <laughs> um, oh, I missed that part. I guess I didn't around long enough. And I think she said also, like, thank you to Craig and Carter for writing the you know, updated lyrics for the song. Yeah. You know, I, I truly get annoyed by celebrities telling us how to stay safe during this epidemic. Um, it's a pandemic, much more serious. <laughs> but Actually. But that one I accepted gladly. <laughs> I thought it was really well done. It was fun to see. And her voice actually was better than when she was trying to sing Shot Through the Heart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think when she was doing Shot Through the Heart, they hadn't decided that she was a Canadian pop star yet, so she didn't have to be good. Yes, True. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't seen that video yet, it's on Instagram. I think I tweeted it out also. So you attach it to our account on Instagram, the How I Met Your no, Podcast No, you can't really do that on Instagram. You um, just said it's on, oh, it's on her Instagram. It's on her Instagram. And you then can't I link also, to it? Um, not through my Instagram that I've seen, you know. Maybe you should put it on our Twitter account. That's what I said. I oh. tweeted it. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yes, tweeting, of course. Yeah, so like with tweeting, you can like retweet. Yes, naturally. Yeah, you can like retweet stuff that other people post, but you can't do the same thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it would be nice if there was like a share option on Instagram. So if there isn't, somehow I'm old and missed it. Let me know, but I have not seen that yet. All right, those are all good topics. Now let's get to a topic I'm less excited about, which is the episode <laughs> of Atlantic episode. City. <laughs> yeah, not one of the better ones. It's a bit of a dud for season two, but, you know, it had a couple small moments. Do you think it made my top 100? No. You're right. Um, it's ranked 137, which is by far the worst ranked season two episode. What, how many seasons are there all together? Nine. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, not seasons, episodes. Uh, it varies by season, by one or two. Or 24 times nine. Oh, you're trying to figure out how many episodes are all together? It's like 190 or so, or okay. close to 198. Okay, so it's not so far back in your rankings. No, but for season two, it's pretty far back. Mm-hmm. By like at least 20 episodes. Okay. It's one of the few season two episodes to not make the top 100. IMDb has it with a 8 rating, 8.0 rating. Mm, not great. Eh, I think as long as it's above 8, I think it's fine for IMDb compared to other, IMD, uh, other How I Met Your Mother episodes. But better than I would have thought it was. Although IMDb and the viewers seem to give it some points and credit for sentimentality. Okay. And so this one had some sentimentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. As I came in and out and watched your Hulu version, there's a lot added back in oh, really? that was not in the TV version. I'll point out a couple. But we start off in the apartment. Lily's eating a pancake that Marshall made. <clears throat> she compliments him on this pancake. He's <laughs> learned to make pancakes since she's been gone. No, he says he learned how to cook. You're right. He says he learned to cook. And when she asks him to make dinner, he offers to cook pancakes. Sounds like something I'd say. Hmm. You can ruin pancakes. Yeah. There's a balance of ingredients, not much of one, but... No, my point being, I'd be like, oh, I learned how to cook by, like, learning one recipe. (laughs) Lily accidentally drops the marriage word and creates quite the awkward moment. Right. She, yeah, points out, okay, you don't have much range, but at least I'm marrying a guy that can make great pancakes, and then, yeah, it just kind of gets awkwardly quiet, like... She says she still wants to and asks him a couple times, do you want to? Do you still want to? And then he kind of shades her for a half-assed effort of reproposing to him. She points out when he proposed to her, she almost lost an eye and didn't go so well. But that was after the speech. True, and then there's, you know, some so-so banter that goes back and forth in the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marshall's really laying it on that she needs to really, like ace this proposal. Right. I didn't love this scene. No, but I think it makes sense. Like, I think you need to have a storyline of like, okay, yeah, you know, if you are engaged and you break up and then you get back together, are you automatically engaged again? Are you, what, you know, what does that mean? Do you know any couples that cut off a marriage, that got, broke, broke up after an engagement and then got back together? No. I know one couple. They're not together anymore. They got... Married. They, they moved in together, got engaged. She decided that she wasn't ready for all this, wanted to keep dating and the engagement and have them live in separate places. Mm-hmm. Then they got married, moved back in together, and then some three or four years later got divorced. 
Wow. Yeah, now I don't know anybody that did that. All right, so no good personal anecdotes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I mean, ever. I did end an engagement before, you know, you and I got together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see it, you know, if we had gotten back together, that would have been a similarly awkward conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, if you and I hadn't then worked out, I mean, there probably was a small chance that you and him would have gotten back together. You know, possibly, but it would have probably led to a similar conversation of like, okay, well, are we back together? Are we engaged again? You know. His parents would have. So this I really like, relate to Lily. Yeah, there's no way we could have had an actual wedding if. <laughs> her, her family would have just hated you too much. His family. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. His family would have. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. They, they didn't like you that much in the first place, right? No, they didn't really like me that much, I don't think. How could anyone not like you? I don't Your family likes me, so I guess this oh, was a yeah. better fit. They adore you. <laughs> so, yeah, that... That wasn't going to work for a variety of reasons. No, my mom didn't want me to get serious with you because you weren't Jewish. But then she met me and left me anyway. Well, but it was a lot more complicated than that. Um, she essentially threatened to... To disown you. Or, no, not disown uh, me, disinherit but... Disinherit you. <laughs> she sort of hinted that her inheritance would go to my brother's kids instead of me. And I met that because I was going to have you come to Thanksgiving. And this was... Well over a year after we had been dating. Like, we had been dating for a while. And I'm not even sure if she had met you. No, she hadn't. Right, so... She didn't want to. That's correct. Yeah, and this was going to force her to take us seriously. And I was never looking for my mom's approval. Right. Yeah, no, we met. It's fine. Yeah. As far as I know, she likes me. It's been... No, she loves... She adores you. (laughs) You you guys always got along really well. You You do so much to accommodate her. And you're very patient with some of her, you know, snappiness. Nah, she's fine. And any time that I have an issue, you're typically there to... Mitigate. Well, to call it out before I even need to do anything anyway. Yeah, because I know some of the things she says that will bug you. And typically they bug you. You're not just doing it because you think it's going to bug me. It bugs you too. <laughs> yeah, and I, Jen calls me a mama's boy, but I am the first one to to sort of call out my mom when she's unaware of the things she says that might bug people. And it's not that often. No, no it's not like she's a racist or anything oh, like that. No. No, your mom's great. Um, but yeah, no, I think it all worked out for the best. So. But no, I definitely relate to Lily that, yeah, like if I'd gotten back together with my ex, that would have been a very awkward wedding slash marriage slash rest of my life slash year till we got divorced. It's funny because I do hear about the run-ins of my brother and his... And my sister-in-law, they, they've had a few run-ins with my ex-wife. Oh. <laughs> but it's always been friendly and, you know. They, 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 they live got, near each other? Well, they're, yeah, not real close, but they're both in Northern Virginia. Oh, okay. Close enough. And I think, you know, her, the ex's kids and their kids go to the same summer camp. Oh, okay. Capital camps, so. Gotcha. Um, and so when they were picking them up, they ran into them. And, gotcha. Yeah, it's not often. It's very. It's happened very infrequently. Yeah, I've never had to deal with that. Yeah, you know, before I moved down here, I lived in Pennsylvania, and before I moved out of Pennsylvania, he moved to Texas. So there's no crossover of anyone anywhere. Right. Okay, we kind of go to a break after they decide that they're going to get married, and it would appear they just did it on the kitchen floor. They're all disheveled. They have flour 
scattered on them. However, they're completely clothed. I noticed that too. Like, like they yeah, didn't even messy. like they didn't even have them down to underwear or something. I mean, they they were one hundred percent clothed. Yeah, pants didn't even look undone. It was very weird, but it was. Um, yeah, did you notice? Like, you know, a call back to the pilot that after they got engaged, right? They, yeah, did it on the kitchen floor, even though Ted asked the marshal not to. And uh, I can't remember if they were clothed, fully clothed after that scene. I think they were. All right. Well. So that's when they um, we get Ted, the narrator, coming in saying, like, you know, they were excited, and then all of a sudden realized that, you know, this Can't was, again, going to be awkward. Because we have, like, a quick flash of Marshall. You know, Lily leaves. Marshall had to call his family and, you know, tell everybody the wedding's off. And we get a very predictable joke of him calling right. what you know is going to end up being his grandma. I think they've even done this before. Or maybe they, maybe that not until the the episode where he can't find his the results of his bar exam. Oh, yeah. That's but right. yeah, it's just it's really predictable that this is going to be his grandma that mm-hmm. he's saying is using bad language about Lily. I don't think we ever meet his grandma actually. No, not that I can recall. So Lily has sort of a throwaway line that maybe they should just get married in Atlantic City, and then that becomes the plan. And then they we go through a, different scenes of them gathering everybody up. Yeah, they track down everybody. Robin's at work. <laughs> and yeah, we have a typical Robin news story. Now, is this typical yet? Uh, have we, is this the first pun in her uh, lead-ins? No, remember she did all those stories. There was like the cheesy stories. So they, it was a little bit different. It wasn't like the fear-mongering as much as... Mm-hmm. It was like the cutesy stories at the end of the news that she hated doing. She did, but in this one she says, you know, are there piranhas in the East River? What you don't know could eat you? (laughs) I mean, I don't know if she's had like the punny lead-ins like that yet, which become very prevalent in later seasons. Yeah, that might be one of the first of those. But yeah, we do have the history of her having really bad news stories to report on. But I do like Marshall in here. Robin, stop the news. Is there any more boring large river name than the East River? <laughs> That's a really lame name for a river. It's a hot take. <laughs> take that, New York City. Haven't they been through enough lately? <laughs> yeah, I'll give them a break. <laughs> and, you know, they try to convince Robin that she needs to come to Atlantic City, and she's like, yeah, no, I, I have to be on the news. And I guess the producer's just like, no, it's fine. Mike can read the news. It's the same producer from before when she was doing all the nipple and all that talk. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. And in the TV version, it's weird because the TV version cuts out the Mike stuff. They say, oh, Mike can just cover it, and then they cut out. Oh. And I was like, wow, that really ne- never went anywhere. So when I accidentally walked in during you watching, and then you have Mike there like, yeah, I can read. <laughs> right. I was it like, makes oh, the joke. It's a good cut, yeah. but it doesn't make any sense to just mention it and then cut away. Yeah, no, it makes the joke better that yeah, you see Mike's uncertainty about it. And we do see Mike again lots of times. Yeah, he's the cameraman, so they bring him back. He ends up on Robin's hook at one point. <laughs> they go to Ted work, Ted's work. Um, Ted hesitates about whether he's going to go or not, but... He's the project manager now. He got, yeah, I guess a little promotion since... Aldrin Justice. And I didn't see this scene with you, but was there more? Because this seemed like kind of a dead end, too. He just told them not to tell anybody that he hesitated when there's retelling of this story. Yeah, no, that was all that there was to that. Then they find Barney. How did they know Barney was at the pedicure place? Maybe they called him. We just didn't see it. I guess. And then they just wait till they get there to rib him. And 
Yeah, they rib him. He doesn't. He's not worried about yeah. it because detail says it's fine for guys. Is that a real magazine? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he, congratulations to Lily. Kind of shames Marshall in the next breath. <laughs> right. And then they all get petties, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, it is Lily's wedding day. Our next scene's at the casino. It's sort of a bad, you know, she needs something blue and, you know, you could, these old people, there's a lot of blue on these old people joke. Yeah, that wasn't great. We get the reveal here that Barney t- seems to know a lot of people in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And it goes unexplained for a little while. Then we, we get into some bride stuff. She needs a veil, bouquet. She wants Robin to change because Robin looks too good. Did she say anything about Robin's hair in that scene? No, just said her outfit was too cute. Okay, so we'll get there. Um, Barney leaves and comes back with... Or, well, Ted says... Well, they task, Lily tasks them to get the veil, and then her and Robin are going to find the bouquet, and they're supposed to, you know, meet back in 20 right. minutes. And Ted says, you know, why don't we go ahead and play blackjack or gamble? And uh, Marshall says, no, we got to get the veil. Ted says, or we could just say we looked everywhere and couldn't find one. Barney takes off and then comes back in a few minutes with a veil. Which is and a then, weird... <laughs> like, I don't really get the purpose of that. Like, it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I think it was to deliver a joke that he sort of talked somebody out of a marriage. Because uh, he said she wasn't sure anyways. Yeah. So he got it off of a, a, someone who was actively being a bride and hmm. wearing it. And he must have talked her out of it. Yeah, I guess that didn't land for me. <laughs> no, very few things here land. <laughs> we get a bad joke of... Mar- you know, Ted asking Marshall if he's how he's feeling. Marshall says he's nervous, and then Ted says, "Yeah, craps." Marshall says, "Not that nervous." Yeah. So I'm only pointing it out because that's my probably Worst my joke. bad joke of the episode. Okay. They they sneak in a 18 minute bachelor party. They don't show any of it. Now is that possible? <laughs> like you can go into it. well, there's are not there really strip clubs in the casino. No, you actually have to go a little distance to get to a strip club in Atlantic City. Because I even like maybe if there was a strip club in the casino, I could see that making sense. I don't know how bad the casino was, but I don't think there's any casinos with a strip club. I <laughs> right. think there might be a few that are a couple doors down. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, maybe I'm thinking more of Vegas, but yeah, casinos are pretty big. There's long walks between them. <laughs> But and neither here nor there. <laughs> they go to an 18, you know, the strip club somehow and back in 18 minutes and somehow Marshall fit a lap dance in there. When they run into the ladies, Marshall spills the business right away to Lily. And she's like, oh, your last lap dance ever. Marshall shows up. I'm sorry. Robin shows up in this sort of sexy bikini picture shirt. <laughs> and she's got this giant visor hat on. <laughs> uh, there's no explanation right. for that. She might be just trying to make herself look bad or worse. But, yeah, I, that's why I was like, did I miss something about her hair that looked too nice? Right, and I have that, too. It's Maybe like, it's a cut scene or something. Yeah, if you haven't seen the episode, it's like a, I don't know why. I guess it's like an old person visor. But, like, why do they have them? I don't even know. Because, like, you know, most visors are almost like, you know, baseball hats that, like, could block the sun. This yeah. visor kind of just, like, it's a, sits up above the head. With, like, a clear <laughs> plastic thing. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, it's a very West Palm Beach grandma visor who goes to the occasional India casino, Indian casino. Yeah, why does that visor exist? I'm very confused. But, yeah, Robin's got a very long, <laughs> oversized 
bikini shirt on. That's very um, revealing. Yeah, there's something about that shirt that works. <laughs> like I don't know. I, think so. I don't know what it is, but it somehow the alignment of it, the fact that it goes from her neck to the same skin tone, <laughs> it just kind of almost seems real. I don't know why. Because <laughs> you could see that shirt just not working on somebody, and it's not a classy shirt. It's just a funny shirt, but. Right. For yeah, some reason, there is sort of. Shirt, for some reason, it sort of works <laughs> for me. It sort of does it for me. And that's why you're mad about the visor because it's ruining the rest of the, the vibe. <laughs> they get to the wedding welcome desk, receptionist desk, the chapel desk. Yeah, let's go with chapel desk. And there's a woman there that sort of gives your tropey deadpan delivery. Yeah, um, the um, humble civil servant who doesn't have time for anyone's crap and doesn't particularly like her job. And yet is sort of forced to say these lines as people come up. And she, after a few back and, a little bit of back and forth, she reveals to them that they need to, it takes three days to get a wedding license. I do like, you know, Lily's bouquet plays the wedding march. And as she's, you know, they're trying to talk about the wedding. She like turns it on at one point and gets this really like goofy smile on her face. Like, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, this becomes a running theme. I don't. I don't even think I wrote down the times they did it. I was just trying. This is going to be a, hopefully a short podcast. Well, no, we're not no, doing we've too well on that. Rambled for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and somewhere in there, Robin catches Ted staring at the shirt boobs. Okay, so the receptionist tells them, "Hey, if you don't want to book a wedding on Monday or play Kino, I can't help you." And then she says, "35." Calls out a Kino number. What's Kino is that like bingo? It is a little like bingo. Well, not really, because you're not trying to get like a row of things. There's, I think, a hundred numbers on the screen, and you, you know, pay to pick out a certain amount of numbers, and they grab like they have a number bouncing around the screen, and then it'll land on a number, and depending on how many numbers you match to, you can win a certain amount of money. Hmm. So if you put three numbers down and you get two of them, you're going to get pretty decent money because you match two out of three. Mm-hmm. If you pick like ten numbers and you get two of them, you won't get very much because you pick so many numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's I've played it quite a few times, but not for like the last twenty years. And it's kind of fun if you're if you're sitting in a deli. <laughs> they're taking a long time to make your sandwich. At yeah, least in you days, know it, delis. yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. You know. Before we had phones to look at, that would have been something to pass the time. I'm sure Kino's really suffered from the <laughs> advent of internet being on people's phones. Interesting. Okay. There's so, a little bit of trash talk about Atlantic City being full of garbage and rotting whales. This, yeah, this actually wasn't in the TV version. Because, I, again, I walked in and saw yeah. this. <laughs> how there was a little back and forth between how it's a Riviera-type landscape from the receptionist. Where they're like, no, it's not. Right. There's a there was a whale riding on your beach outside. We've um, been there. It's it's okay. The receptionist does say that you know perhaps. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll come back to that in a second. So at this point, Marshall checks in with Lily. Are you sure about this? <laughs> oh, also when she mentions the Kino number, you get a very casual Barney right. looking in his suit pocket to see if he matched one of the numbers. And I thought that was funny. Now they go to the well again, which I didn't think they should have. I don't think it worked the second time. I thought it was kind of funny the first time that that's what he'd be doing while they're trying to get the wedding going. Mm-hmm. But the second time, I was like, oh, you got me on the first one. You didn't need the second one. Like the second time she announced the number? Yeah, oh, he I looks at that. it again. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I missed out on that one. But I do like Marshall trying to um, <laughs> double check with this lady. Like, are you sure? 
Right. She's like, well, I work at a yeah, About the marriage chapel. laws of the state where I work in a wedding chapel? Yeah. And, you know, anybody that's ever worked in any form of customer service, you, you got to appreciate where you can throw in a little bit of snark here and there. <laughs> I'm here for it. She suggests that you know, they can go to a judge to get the, the period wave, but they have to have a really good reason. And then we get that Lily that really annoys me. We're like, we have a good reason. We're in love. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're the only ones. That, that's why you're getting married. Well, she was like, the, the last one had, had to leave for Iraq in 24 hours. But sure, go with your thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought that was an okay joke. Yeah, it was all right. We get to the courthouse. There's more shirt boobs staring. And Barney runs into a pack of guys and starts speaking Mandarin, Mandarin with them. It's uh, apparently they're a group of Chinese men, and they know his catchphrases. Mm-hmm. We get a suit up and a still no legendary. explanation. And then we get to the booth where they request what they need at the courthouse, and we get Kate Micucci, the actress. Her hair looks cute. This is only her third credit. Really? We know her, and most of the audience may know her as. Kuthor um, Polly's very short-term girlfriend on Big Bang Theory. Uh, she was on a stretch of Scrubs as gooch. the Gooch. <laughs> oh, didn't she date the Ted? guy that just died? Oh. Yeah. And I think she's kind of most known for her two-person comedy show Garfield, Garfunkel and Oates. I've mm-hmm. never seen any of that, but that was sort of what she was. I think most. Yeah, for. I'm trying to remember who's the other actress that's in that with her. Wasn't she? I think the other one was also on Big Bang for a stretch. Oh, I don't know. I do like the next few lines from her. I I think her role on this is kind of fun. And it's something (laughs) we get, I feel like, later on and we get in a lot of different comedies. But I don't think I had seen it a lot at this point, this gag Mm -hmm. of saying something and saying, if I could do that. Right, so, is what I would say. Yeah, right. So I'm going to waive the waiting period right now. They're all excited. Is what I would say if I could do that. <laughs> and then she keeps doing it. Um, and then throws in, you're on candid camera. And only Robin bites. <laughs> we are? Is what I would say if you actually were. There's a couple of these. And Marshall gets annoyed. So they're going to go wait by the bathroom for a judge to eventually come out and go in. But don't judges have their own restrooms in their chambers, I would think? I don't know. Probably. I would imagine. I don't Maybe not in an Atlantic City courthouse. Maybe not in Atlantic City. I was gonna say, you know, I used to work in a courthouse. I don't, I don't know if that's recall, what coveted. Yeah, I don't recall running into any judges in the restroom. <laughs> Good point. So <laughs> they, they decided to sit on a bench and wait, and we get sort of a flash forward where all of a sudden they're much, much older. <laughs> or there's a much older group sitting there. And then we sort of think it's a joke that they got that old in the time. But then they come around the corner. Right. They just yeah, went to the vending machine. So that's, yeah. And those people took their spot. Happened to be the exact same amount of people just... Standing and sitting in the exact same way. About 20 years older. <laughs> a I decent love, gag. It was a good gag, yeah. It was one of the highlights of this episode. Right. And then we get Ted propositioning Robin, who... Yeah, he's really DTF about this shirt. <laughs> Immediately knows that it's because of the T-shirt, but, you know, whatever. She's down. <laughs> Agrees to leave it on. <laughs> and the hat. Barney, there's a little back and forth about maybe they should just have their wedding. and Or, or Marshall's talking about maybe they should just give up. And the, he doesn't like the waiting. And 
um, Lily says, well, this is better than a real wedding. And we get some shade from Barney saying, oh, yeah, <laughs> free, free, free party, free booze with all your friends and hot college friends that are desperate to hook up. Yeah, this is much better. And then we see a judge going to a bathroom. Lily chases him in. Yeah, which yeah, I haven't seen this one in a while. I would have thought that would have ended worse for Lily, but apparently the judge is willing to hear them out. Yeah, they end up in his quarters. Chambers? Chambers, quarters. I'm going to go with chambers. Sounds more judgy. And he's impressed with their commitment, but then catches a look between the two of them. Because mm-hmm, he kind of yeah, we've stood together through thick and thin and, and never wavering. Barney spills. <laughs> he, he gets called out for it. He said, well, he's under oath. Barney, do you even know what that means? Yes, a courthouse. Oath. Oath. We're, We're under, under it. it. <laughs> That's pretty good. So Lily has a good suggestion. Let's find a ship captain, which is a pretty desperate move, <laughs> but uh, it's a, a good idea. Is that a thing? I don't think that's a real thing. I, it's a, it is a real thing. The ship captains can marry you? Yes, in international waters. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I, I feel like it happened, it happened all the time on Love Boat. Well, if it happened on Love Boat, then it must be actual law. They put a lot of research into that show. Hey, that's, that's an errant spelling show. They don't have inaccuracies. <laughs> I retract my statement. And then um, <laughs> we get another, you know, throwaway Atlantic City is filled with garbage line from Ted, but then Lily decides, like, this is the plan they're going to go with and just, like, runs up to a random woman and, like, asks her, excuse me, are you a ship captain? Like, Stay away from my machine! But, like, what the hell, Lily? Just one random person? Like, not to discriminate, but, like, how many women are ship captains? Why would this random woman at this random slot machine be a ship captain? Woof! Don't you mean meow? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> All right. But the guy's find one. He'll do it for five grand. And this is where, you know, in, before that happens, Robin, you know, tries to get from Lily, like, okay, why, why does it have to be today? Like, what's the deal? And I guess Lily feels like if they don't do it today, they're just going to end up going through with a regular wedding and everybody's going to be judging her and guzzling mayonnaise. Yeah, there's a good... <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't get to write it down, but there was a kind of a good line about Midwesterners guzzling, guzzling man, mayonnaise, making cracks at her. Yeah. Runaway bride cracks at her. Right. Barney says he can get them that money and then reveals that he used to have a problem. But he has some skills at a game called Shing Hasabu Shing, which I looked up. It's not a real game. But it does apparently translate to deal or no deal. Or... That's funny because I read that it's, it was can or cannot. But I guess deal or no deal would kind of make sense. Yeah, yeah. Synonyms. Was that a game show back at this time? Deal or no deal? Um, or had that, had that come out yet? I would imagine. I think that would be kind of a coincidence if it hadn't. Apparently Barney lost his life savings gambling, but he feels pretty good right now. <laughs> and he's going to swear it, nay, oath it, that mm-hmm. he will get them the money. So, just to briefly describe this game, the, the players get chips and tiles. There's some switching of seats. They Apparently roll dice. They spin a wheel. Marshall starts to understand the game because, of course, he is a game master. Right. Makes a suggestion, and then there's a jelly bean. <laughs> and Barney wins. 
we go to the boat. The boat's kind of strangely decorated. I'm not sure what this boat was set up to be. Well, I guess he... This is maybe his thing, because he says, you know, he loves bringing people together and making $5,000, so maybe he does this a lot. I can't believe many people... I guess maybe if he stays close enough to a chapel, it gets people that didn't realize they needed a three-day waiting period. Right. This is his whole, his whole game set up. I mean, how many people that are trying to get married in Atlantic City have five grand laying around? I wonder how... I'd say most of the time it's a drunk decision on the spot. Remember when we talked about getting married in Vegas? <laughs> Was it Vegas? I think it was Atlantic City. No, it was Vegas. It was like a day after we met. Oh, yeah. We kept joking about that. Right. Well, I was joking. I think you were starting to get kind of serious. <laughs> I mean, we could have saved a lot of time. You did start asking people if they were boat captains. <laughs> Actually, I think you can do same day in Vegas. Right. Cause, yeah, earlier in the episode, the lady says, this is in Vegas. Yeah. They wish. Yeah. All right. So, we're, like I said, we're on the boat. And Barney's all fired up from winning at gambling. <laughs> so they can't wait to go back, get back on land and win some more. And I like Ted's calm. Barney, when we get home, we're going to go to a little meeting. <laughs> Barney just breaks up. Why can't I do it just a little? <laughs> I do have a question about international waters. Now, like, where do international waters start? Because we can still clearly see Atlantic City. Like, if you can still see the shore, are you in international waters? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I assume it's a certain mileage out. <laughs> right. And they might have been a couple miles out. I don't think it's all that far, but I wouldn't think it's close enough to see land. I know two things, two references to international waters. This episode of How I Met Your Mother and the episode of Simpsons, where they take a boat out to international waters so they can party however they want. Hmm, I don't remember that one. But then I think it get attacked by pirates. Ah, that's the risk. <laughs> Okay. The captain starts the ceremony, and then just like the judge, he catches a look when he mentions that all the important people are here to see them do this. Well, before that, I probably got cut out of the TV version. Um, But he asked them if they want the serious version or the funny version of his little marriage spiel and mentions, you know, he's got a lot of good nautical jokes about, you know, how you can float each other's boats and things like that, and Marshall goes for the serious one, which actually kind of surprises me, because you think, if anybody, Marshall's mm-hmm. going to go for, like, the cheesy bad jokes. Okay, yeah. But they decide they don't want to do this. They're going back and forth, and I was looking at the captain in this scene, and his mouth is just hanging open like a fish is going to jump into it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really... That could have been a better look for him. He's actually kind of a good-looking guy. Well, and I like, <laughs> you know... Robin's response after I spent all this money on a bridesmaid shirt? Yeah, that was a good beat. That was decent. <laughs> the captain accidentally marries them. This doesn't well, make any sense. Then we get a to good me. line from Barney, too. It's, I bet somebody I'd call it off. I did, didn't I? Didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I didn't think that was a good line, but. It goes back into his like, little gambling thing he was Yeah, I don't about. know. It, there's, it, there's a lot of filler in this episode. Yeah, but we get this from Barney in future episodes where, like, once he starts gambling, because we kind of see the origins of it. It's like, you know, at a Super Bowl party or something, and then you see him starting to bet on, like, little teeny tiny things. So it comes back. He seems so confused in that episode where he bets for the first time. It's like, <laughs> wait, so I, I, I got a dollar? I won this? <laughs> so the captain marries them and by accident. It's very strange. It didn't really make much sense right. that he wasn't following what it was. I guess maybe he was mouth-breathing too much to follow what was going on there. But 
then he then he divorces them right away. So it just it didn't really go anywhere. Right. Well, and sorry, even backing up again, we get like Ted responding like to like, do you think anybody's going to come to your third wedding? Which doesn't make a lot of sense because they never actually had the first one. They didn't. I mean, they called it off, but they didn't have it. So this is technically their first attempt at a wedding. True, but they do end up having three weddings. Right. But Ted is inaccurate here. Maybe he was had a lot of foresight. Perhaps. So yes, the captain unpronounces them. You know, they are married for twelve seconds, and that's the story of that. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. And then did did you get the end credit? Yeah, Ted comes out in Robin's shirt, and they kind of hope Robin's <laughs> in the bedroom, but weren't sure. Right. Not bad. Even he looked kind of hot in it. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cooped up too long. No, I just say that because that was one of Robin's lines. <laughs> oh. Favorite joke? It might have been Robin's um, bridesmaid shirt crack when they call off the wedding. Oh, okay. I think mine was the little gag about the older people sitting on the bench when they came back. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Seems a little simple for you, but okay. I don't know why I liked it so much. I think because at first you sort of buy it, but they, they before you realize, wait, what, the, what is this show that they're going to make them of age 20 years? Right. Uh, but they quickly like have them coming around the corner like, oh. I think this, the pace at which they did it was good, and so... I thought it held up well. Oh, you know what? We actually skipped over another one that I enjoyed, um, which isn't you know novel, but we get this throughout the series where Barney's trying to ask, you know trying to get Marshall to do a bachelor party, and Barney starts kind of whining. But Marshall, I'm your best man. You're not oh, my best man. Right, Ted's yeah. like right here, and as your best man, I have to throw you a bachelor party. That's part of being a best friend. You're not my best friend. And then Ted, right here. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a good like snappy sequence. Yeah. So. They, they've got they've got that that gag down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I missed that in our original discussion, but yeah, that was also one of my favorite parts. My least favorite joke is probably what right when they get in the casino, the blue old person joke. Yeah, I think mine was the craps. No, not that nervous. Next week we have a very very good episode in the slap bet. Yay, slap bet! I call it slap bet commissioner. <laughs> So this is the one where Robin doesn't want to go to the mall, and they're trying to figure out the whole episode why. Oh, how appropriate, based on the updated song. Oh, that's true. Very good timing. And we do find out the reason why she doesn't want to go to the mall, and it is indeed very good. Let's not spoil it. <laughs> but I think, it's, I think everyone knows. I think people <laughs> that haven't even seen the show before know, know about Robin Sparkles. But Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, it is really good. At the same time, I feel like I didn't have it ranked as high as I thought I would. Hmm. And I I need to rewatch it obviously to to come to the conclusion of or I needed to rewatch it again to figure out why it wasn't ranked as quite as high as I would have expected because of the reveal. But my guess is the once we get the reveal, the show just takes off and it's one of the greatest things we've seen on the show so far or for the rest of the the remaining se- the remaining seasons. But what leads up to it might not be quite as funny as when we get to that. And I might just re- be remembering hmm. that, oh, I love the Robin Sparkle stuff, but maybe the stuff leading up to it was just so-so. I remember some of the good jokes leading up to it, but it might not all be... Like, the brunch was funny from beginning to end. Like, this might really kind of take off at the Robin Sparkle's part. 
But you would think that video itself would boost it up by quite a few points. The one that just came out? No, the actual video that they end up watching. Well, that's my point, is that's what did boost it up quite a bit to where it is now. But, but just not maybe enough the, of the rest of Maybe the stuff it. leading up to it's not quite as great, so that it's mm-hmm. sort of an unbalanced episode, but it's worth it for the payoff. Hmm. Well, we'll find out next week, I guess. All right. Well, we should go out and oh, do the Pluckables. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, on Instagram at underscore how I met your podcast underscore, and you can email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Check out that um, video that Colby Smulders put out. It's very funny. Yeah, write to us your thoughts. So for in preparation for next week's episode, we should go out and buy some orange Julius and some Wetzel pretzels. <laughs> Where? Everything's closed. (laughs) Damn you, pandemic. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Bye.